Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Aloha! We are in Hawaii again this week. We have done a lot of writing. We're writing a new book and we have done lots of chasing the sun. It's been really raining here this week. Well, and we're uh, we're just happy to join you for another episode of Ayers on the Beach. I, I mean, I mean Ayers on the Road. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really is beautiful over here, whether it's rainy or sunshiny or whatever. There's always rainbows, and it is really a magnificent spot on Earth. So we are lucky to be here. Our pattern for the last few days has been pretty interesting. We just kind of hole up, and we work on this book, and we write, and we send the manuscript back and forth, and we critique it for each other the parts we've each written and then when we just get burned out and we just can't work any longer we just go play with our grandkids <laughs> it's like the ideal life and then they burn us out and then we go back to the book <laughs> <laughs> when we get sick of the grandkids and they, they tire us out completely then we go back to working on the book actually our two oldest grandchildren have just left at six o'clock this morning for oahu where there's they're swimming in the state the high school state championships yeah and it looks like our granddaughter is going to win both the 50 and the 100 we're excited for her she's going to be the state champion of hawaii now that we've said that she better win yeah (laughs) put a little extra pressure on her right but you know, this is really, we're just so excited about this book we're working on because the, the working title of it is Receiving Family Revelation. And we've been talking with our grown kids about it and with many of our friends about it and getting inputs from other people. And it turns out that this whole idea of you know, tapping in to inspiration and guidance for your own family and understanding that your family is unique and that you're the only expert on your family and that there is no one-size-fits-all solution or idea that's going to make you a great parent or that's going to help your kids. It's all individual. It's all about really figuring out who these kids are and getting divine guidance as to what they need and how to help them and how to raise them and, and so on and so forth. And it's just... It's just fascinating to think about. It is a big job, in the even in the best case scenario. We have a daughter right now who has a, a 12-year-old who was born with a syndrome, and she's dealing with lots of stuff right now that is really hard stuff. Um, and so, you know, there's there's hard, there's easy, there's hardly ever easy. Once in a while, we had one easy child out of nine, but... Then there's they're hard and there's really, really hard. And so we know a lot of you listeners have been through a lot of hard stuff. And if you aren't going through that now, you will. And we, we feel the same about our family. There's always something hard and there's always a reason why we need some extra help. Well, and in our church, which many of you, most of you listeners know or share, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there's a whole new emphasis right now that you can kind of summarize it into four words or at least that's how the president of our church summarized it the four words are home-centered church-supported the idea being that the place that values and the gospel and the principles we want our children to know the place they're really learned the place that is the center the core of that of all that process of raising children is the home 
and the church is supportive and helps out in, in, in every way, but it's not the church that teaches our kids the gospel and the values we want them. The church certainly supports and helps, but it's the parents, it's the home. And in order to do that, we all need help. We all need divine guidance. And we talked on the show last week about how we all need to go find the help we need. But the main source of that help really needs to be our prayers and our our inspiration and our and revelation. Our meditation and just thinking. <clears throat> about it. Sometimes it's just a matter of thinking about it and concentrating on what we can do. And then some some extra help comes. Ooh, nice segue there, Linda, because the title of the show today is trying to keep our attention on our highest priority. Now that seems like that should be easy, doesn't it? I mean, if you have a highest priority, that should be where your attention is. And most of us, polls, even public opinion polls, Linda, show that well over 90% of people, when they're asked, what's your highest priority, they'll say, my family. And so why, I just put this question to you, Linda, and to everyone listening, if it's so obvious what our first priority is, why is it so hard to keep our attention on it, to keep our minds on it, not to be distracted and pulled off in all these other directions? Why is that so hard? Oh, because life is so complicated. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there is so much going on in, in life when you have children, and even when you don't. I mean, our children are gone, but it's still almost a full-time job to keep up with everybody. It was so difficult. And then you have life outside of the children. I mean, outside of the house. You have uh, community responsibilities. You have work responsibilities. You have friend responsibilities. You have bills to pay. You have so much stuff going on in your life that it just stacks up and stacks up. And sometimes the kids just get put in the background because, um, and when they're toddlers, obviously you're in the trenches and you're very aware of where you are. But as the kids get older, it's easy to let them kind of go their way and not really know what's going on in their lives. Well, occasionally we, in fact, fairly often when we're speaking to parents in large groups, we like to ask, is this the hardest time in history to be a parent and to raise children? And about 99% of the hands go up, and, and there's always one or two will say, oh, it's always been hard. It's just hard in different ways today. But the general consensus is that with as many distractions as there are and as many different cultures as there are and as many different voices as there are, both coming into our children's world and our world, that it's the hardest time ever to raise kids. And 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 it gets back to that question, why is it so hard to really focus and put our biggest amount of mental effort into our highest priority. I mean, that would be the natural thing, right? If if I prioritize this above everything else, then it deserves the lion's share of my attention and my mental energy and my and my effort. And and yet oftentimes we get feeling guilty because we realize we're putting in more effort on our jobs and on our careers and on our social media and on our friends and on our entertainment than we are on the thing that matters most to us, which is our family. And the family includes the spouse. I think sometimes we forget. I mean, we're working together on the same goal. I mean, if I know there are a lot of single parents out there and you don't have that 
pleasure, but it really is. You don't is. have that worry, you almost said. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> Your life is a little simpler because you don't have that darn husband to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we laugh, but that's not true. I mean, it really is the hardest job of all. But it really is interesting that sometimes the spouse gets lost in the shuffle because you're so busy, especially moms with a lot of kids. Um and the husband's working full-time or she's working full-time as well. It is so hard to lose each other in that process. You know, you're just ships passing in the night getting things done. And it really makes it difficult to remember those priorities with your spouse. So I invite you to think about the essence of what we're saying here. To be, What does it take to be a good parent? What does it take to be a good spouse? And one of the best answers you could give to that question would be a single word. It takes attention. It takes your attention. It takes paying attention and focusing on that goal. And so, and in a way, and I really mean that. I, th- I think, you know, sometimes we think, oh, to be a good parent, I've got to go read a lot of parenting books. I've got to go figure out a lot of methodologies and get a lot of new ideas and do a lot of things to make myself a better parent and that's all good but in actual fact sometimes all we really need or what we need most is just more attention because you know when you think about your life the things you're really focused on the things you're really paying attention to those are the things you're doing better and better on those are the things you're learning from those are the things you're growing from and so you know, our I, whole show today is what we're going to work into here is how to get your attention back from all the distractions and onto your family, which means the most. You know, I found in working this book yesterday, I found the coolest little poem from Mary Oliver, who has become one of our family favorites. Sadie started us on her and she recently passed away. She's so amazing. But this is her little poem, Instructions for Living a Life. Uh, dot dot pay attention be astonished tell about it that's the end <laughs> six words or seven words um, read it, it again pay attention be astonished tell about it I just think that is so good for kids for families if we just pay attention to our kids and be astonished at the things that they do. They are astonishing, but sometimes we just take for granted what they're doing or we're complaining about what they're not doing and so on. And then tell about it. I don't know if she meant this to be a, a, a parenting technique, but tell them, tell them how much you love them and how much you are, um, appreciate their own gifts and their own talents. I think it would make a big difference. So the core question for today's show is, why don't we pay more attention to our highest priority and how can we give it more attention? And I don't know, Linda, do you think do you think part of the answer to that question is just the old adage that it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease? And do you think that, you know, there's so many demands on us and they really are squeaky wheels. I mean, it's hard to ignore uh, when your boss tells you to do something at work. It's hard to ignore um, a big headline in the newspaper. It's hard to ignore your social media that's pouring in all the time. It's hard to ignore the entertainment culture and the celebrity culture. All Are all these kind of squeaky wheels, and so we end up giving them our attention instead of our families? 
Well, it is hard to ignore. I mean, if the car breaks down, if something's got to be fixed, I mean, for a mom, there's a thousand things to do in the morning just to get ready for the day. And um, to get kids ready, to get uh, beds made, get things in order and so on. It's just distracting. Yeah, so our goal in the second half of the show today is going to be to try to turn the tables a little bit because when we ask parents, why is your attention so, why are you just so distracted? What is the biggest distractor? What is the thing pulling your attention away from your children, away from your husband, away from your family? It's probably not going to surprise you that the most common answer we get is it's the internet. It's the blogs I look at. It's the social media that I feel like I have to catch up on. It's the FOMO, fear of missing out. That's what's keeping me distracted. And and moms will admit, dads too, that, that sometimes they're sitting there and their kids are right in front of them, but they're catching up on their email or they're, you know, looking at their Instagram and and their attention, even when the kid's right in front of them, their attention's on their phone instead of on the kid. You know, we have a daughter, our youngest daughter, who's kind of worried because she thinks she is kind of addicted to her phone. And then a great thing happened last week. Somebody stole her phone. <laughs> <laughs> she's just so happy. We're laughing. Oh, man, she is not laughing. She's so sad. But she's realizing how much she depends on that. So We'll be right back after this little break, and we'll give you a couple of ideas on how to turn the tables and maybe make that very technology that's taking your attention to make it work for refocusing your attention on your kids. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back today talking about paying attention to our children. I mean, could that be possible that we don't uh, pay attention to our children? Absolutely. It is so hard to focus on them when there's so many other things going on. Really, how many of you have just, um, even when a kid gives you a teaching opportunity and is asking you a question or something, and the tendency is, just a minute, just a minute, I've got to finish this email. Just a minute, I've got to respond on this social media. Just a minute, I've got to finish hearing the news or catching up or whatever. And, you know, let's not go on too big a guilt trip here, Linda, because we all do that. But I guess I guess what we're going to suggest to you today is kind of a, it's sort of a, if you can't beat them, join them kind of a strategy. And maybe that won't appeal to some of you. I mean, one one strategy, of course, is to get rid of social media, to get rid of your gadgets, get rid of your devices, go on a fast, stop using them. And a lot of people are getting to the point where they're trying to do that. But we also know a lot of people who are trying to do that and failing. (laughs) And so what we're going to suggest is use that gadget or that device to refocus yourself on your family. And what we've done is on on BYURadio.org, under today's show, we're listing five websites or social media sites or whatever that we think will refocus you back on to what you want to be thinking about, namely your kids and your family. Now wait, so you're saying 
to get away from social media, go to social media. <laughs> well, if you if you can't get off of it, just click a different thing. <laughs> and let us give you some some of those examples. First of all, we're going to mention there's a beautiful beautiful website called powerofamilies.com. And it's just beautiful. And one reason we think it's beautiful is because our daughter does it. <laughs> <laughs> it is really a great thing. In fact, right now she's on a challenge, a weekly challenge. It's so fun because you just go in there and she gives you just a small thing to do this week. And that's kind of focusing our attention on one thing. And um, it really is helpful to just have one thing just in the center of your attention that you're thinking about. Um, for your children that week and it really is it's really caught on I guess there it's going like wildfire right now because people are saying that's what I need it's just one thing to focus on well and I guarantee you if you go anytime that you're on your computer and you go to powerofamilies.com you are going to get refocused in a big hurry right on what you want to be thinking about so that's that's one. Secondly, we, we, you know, we try to put a parenting tip every week, a parenting tip, a, a, pretty, a pretty specific one on valuesparenting.com, another website. And you can go there anytime and there's a tip. And if you don't like the one that's there for that week, you scroll down a little further and there's another tip. And there's another one and you pick one out and you say, oh, this, this looks good to me. I'm going to try this. And you do it. So... It's getting back to what you were saying, Linda. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. If you're going to be on the computer or the phone, go to something that really, really matters. Thirdly, if you there's something we love called ifsstudies.org or ifstudies.org, and it's a beautiful website that gives all the statistics and the data of what's happening to families and what improves families and what draws people closer and so on and so forth and then Linda of course there is that wonderful thing called mommy blogs yes and we have a daughter who two daughters who are really still active on blogs blogs um, have become no I don't say less popular social media has kind of gone a different direction but these two still are working on this on in a really amazing way. Uh, we have a daughter, Shawnee um, Pothier, who lives in Arizona. Many of you probably know her blog. It's easy to remember, 71toes.com, um, because they had their youngest daughter was born with an extra toe, and so there were 71 toes in their family. But anyway, she um, is always has not only great advice, but she's also a good thinker, and she's really great at pulling out the things that are crucial with her family that week, and, and very often it's the same thing that's happening at your house. We're going to list a few of these blogs that we think are really good on, have, on the on the BYU Radio dot. Yeah, the other website. one is uh, our youngest daughter who's just lost her phone. So you read about that. <laughs> um, hers is drippingwithpassion.com and you've never seen a child. Isn't it dripping with? with pa- isn't it drippingwithpassion.blogspot.com? Oh, that could, that's right. Yeah. But we'll so put we'll that, that that'll on be on the BYU Radio website. Then there's one called Taza that we really like, and she's a good friend too. And there's even one called the Bucket List Family. There's so, there's so many. Pick the ones that you think refocus your attention on your family. And then I, I know it sounds 
counterintuitive, and you just called me on it, Linda, that we're telling you to get your attention off of social media by using more social media or more devices and so on. But what we're saying is just click a different button, click a different link and get your mind refocused back on your children and on what they need from you. Um, we also do an Instagram, just Richard, Linda, I are all strung together and we put a parenting tip on there each week and we put one motivation for a meditation on Christ and on how he can help us with our families. And, and so I guess the bottom line, honey, is we're saying the internet and social media is what you make it. And if you let it distract you, if you're on the defense and it's in charge and you're going where it takes you, all of that technology is going to work against your family. It's going to distract you. It's going to take away your attention. It's going to focus you on other things. But if you take those same tools and you say, I'm in charge and I'm going to focus in on looking at things that draw my attention back to my family, then you really can turn the tables. Well, um, I have to say now let's move just a bit away from social media because there are things you can do outside of your computer that really helps. And I, I know we've talked about this before, but really the number one best thing that you can do for your kids to focus your mind on them as individuals is to have a five-facet review at least once a month. And and for those of you longtime listeners, you know what we're saying. But it is just so important to get together as a couple. If you're a single parent, have a grandparent or someone who loves that child join you, a sister or somebody, and just talk about um, those kids individually and talk about their five facets of their lives. Uh, in other words, how is this child doing physically? And then you talk about that for a little while. How is she doing socially? Is she shy? Is she outgoing? Is she belligerent? You know, socially. Then emotionally. What do we think about her friends? Is she with the right kids right. and so on? Again, it's attention, focusing attention Focus right on all on that five of those with facets. just you and somebody else who loves those children. So, and then there's mentally. How is she doing mentally? How is she doing in school? How does she think? We had, we always say we have nine children, one of every kind, because we had some that were just so focused on uh, reading and doing well in school and so on. And then we had other kids who were right-brain learners and to to an amazing degree. And they were not learning like the other kids were. And it was so fun to talk about the differences in those kids. And then, what else haven't I said? Emotionally. Emotionally, no. Well, emotionally, uh, what are their ups and downs? Do they get angry? We have a granddaughter who is having a tantrum about every 10 minutes and uh then you you know you talk about how can we work with this how can we work with this with this child just focus and concentrate and then spiritually how how are their little minds how do they how their souls how do they uh contemplate god and what's happening to them in the world as far as um spiritually and it really is an amazing. I'm not sure we did physically. I think we did emotional. Well, twice. you know, but the anyway, five facets are physi- five facets. physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual. And we have tried that with thousands of parents where they have committed to once a month just thinking through 
each of the five facets of each of their children and taking some notes and deciding what they're going to work on during the coming month and so on. And, you know, again, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm oversimplifying parenting and, and oversimplifying families because they are complicated and everyone is different and your situation's unique and so on. But it really does come down to how much attention you pay. The best parents in our observation are the ones that have their attention on their kids. They notice things. They see what's going on. They, they ask the right questions. They find out where their kids are on things. Their attention is on their priority. And, you know, you, sometimes you just have aha moments. You can live with a child all the time and not really know what's going on in their brains. I remember one of our kids who actually was our easiest child. Um, but he was always late. I mean, I shouldn't say it was totally easy because he was always late for school because <laughs> he was off in another world all the time. And, he and just had no awareness One day of I was time. just so exasperated. Was, oh, get in the car then. I didn't want him to be, you know, half an hour late to walk to school. So I get in the car. I run down and I'm driving down as fast as I can. I screech up to the front door of the school and he gets out and he looks back and he said, Mom. Did you notice the sun shining on the water in that manhole cover on the way down here? <laughs> there was a rainbow in it. It was so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I did not notice that, honey. It just blew me away. It's like, this child is in a totally different world than I am. And probably it's a better one than I'm in. And so I paid more attention to him afterwards because I realized how what he was actually thinking where he was coming from and to this day he's still like that he just sent us he's living in switzerland he sent us some pictures of a cross-country ski uh trip that he took with crystals in the air and crystals on all of the branches of snow it was so amazing so you know kids come who they are and it's trying to figure out who they are that's the important thing another thing that focuses our attention on our families and on our children is riding and so many of you listeners are good journaler. You, you, you do journaling. And as a result of that, your attention is focused. If you'll, if you'll take time every week or so in your journal to write down what you've noticed about each of your children, what you've noticed about your spouse and what she needs, that will again draw this attention back. So what are we saying? It's almost like, you know, I was in I, I was in boot camp one time and I remember I had a drill sergeant and the first thing I would hear out of his mouth was, Attention! And we would all stand up and look at him and pay attention. And if we just had something in the back of our minds telling us when we're around our children and our parents and our, and our families and our spouses, pay attention, turn your attention give your attention to this first priority of your family, then we would do it. And, and if you're on your devices and you can't get off, then click to something that will pull your attention back and give you ideas for how to be a better parent, how to be more focused on your kids, how to pay attention. I think it's good for all of us to think about this more. We obviously have a lot of things that on our minds all the time, but we do have to remember that our kids are really our first priority and pay attention to that. Good luck on doing it, and we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye. <laughs>